Hey guys, it's Chris from um, Chaos Movies. Of course, you know that. This will be my ninth podcast about a movie. Um, you know, I was super hungry earlier on tonight, and when you're slapping some shit together in the kitchen, whether it be spaghetti, and you're trying to juice it up a little bit, and or pizza, or or some form of triple cooked frigging chicken, whatnot some form of batter and and um you know you, you you love messing around so when it comes to movies that have food in it I, i'd highly recommend you to watch a movie called the chef i mean well i don't call it the chef i think it's just called chef it's um directed by john favreau um and written by john favreau this is the man behind Marvel. I mean, this guy has a brain that just, it's just, it's next level. He's been in so many movies, not even funny. He's been in I Love You, Man, um, Couples Retreat, you know, just silly little shit like that. I think he's the um, producer of The Mandalorian, which is recent uh, producer of Iron Man. But, um, yeah, he is a co-writer, if not one of the main writers in the Avengers series or the Marvel comic world. So he's quite popular there. And um, so, yeah, it's quite fitting to see him in a TV show or a movie. Sorry, there is a TV show, but the movie where he plays the lead actor, lead role. He's a chef at a high-end restaurant, pretty popular, and I'm assuming it's in L.A., uh, can't really remember looking that up. Um, I've watched this so many times because it just makes you hungry. But at the end of the day, it's just an exciting movie to watch. It's very, very carefree. It's a turn it on, let's see what's happening. He's in the kitchen. The kitchen's spec. It looks good. He's chopping up some shit and you can just tell he's trying to branch out. And if you've ever been in a business or you work for a family business or whatnot, branching out is always trying to find your own path is always the hardest thing to do and in this movie you, you really feel it you know he's a big dude like he's a sizable guy and he bleeds that out i probably think that's one problem with this movie is that his general size in in life creates a bit of a an element of um confusion for me so when he's the actor and he's he's you know normally you'd think it was the weaker person looks a little bit weaker trying to make his own way but he's a big dude so he's already intimidating he's the head chef he's the, he's a boss he's like you know but obviously Dustin Hoffman who's plays um uh Dustin Hoffman Jesus uh plays this role as the the owner of the restaurant that he's in and he's trying to break out and Dustin's like just stick to the shit you know and let's let's just bring people in and make some money whereas he's trying to branch out as a chef some of the coolest things about this movie I find is just the additives, the, the act, actor and actress's additives in um, Scarlett Johansson, Robert Downey Jr., Dustin Hoffman, obviously, and then John, my man, John Leguizamo, um, Bobby Cannavale, which he's been in tons of movies, not even going to bother naming them. Um, Sofia Vergara is in it too, so it's cool. But I've got some mates on my barbecue team that I compete in competition barbecue with, and they, the two of them are chefs. One's a sous chef, and one was a, a kitchen hand or more. And they used to tell me stories, and it just seemed such a, 
a rock starish kind of life without the money, right? I mean, they do some fuck crazy hours for shit pay, but they pump out exceptional food because that's their craft, their creativity, their excitement, their, you know, whatever. And when my mates tell me their stories, it's just, <laughs> it's just sexy shit, right? So in this movie, when they finish up some nights at the kitchen, they go to this bar and that's where um, uh, Favreau and um, Martin, which is Don and uh, Tony um, rock up and, you know, they sit down and drink nothing but the best. They just finish a full shift. So they're probably going to be back in like eight hours or six hours or less. And, but they have the time of their life, right? I'm assuming they're not tied down with kids, family, whatever. It's just funny that they seem like rock stars. They get paid fuck all, but there's still this des- desire and dedication, kind of what I'm like with my future podcast that's coming up next year. And um, yeah, so that level of dedication is pretty cool. And for the for John to write that in and to direct it in a way that makes you feel like you want a piece of that life, but you understand the struggles that comes with it. It happens with every company that you deal with. And that really screams out for me. The other thing that I, I noticed that when I hope you watch it, the knife skills, just, just straight up chef skills, I noticed that... Um, John has had a bit of training and that is done with a, a guy that I didn't even get his name, but Jesus Christ, they run the TV show together called Chef or The Chef and he learned everything he needed to know from that dude in order to do this movie and um, I think it's uh, Roy Choi and that dude, <laughs> talk about cool. I've watched, I don't know if you check it out watch the movie then watch the show because it, it follows it so they just go around cooking up the dishes that they did in the movie so whatever movie or whatever dishes you liked in the movie the chef or chef or el jefe as they'd call it um you get to see them recreate in the tv show um which is fucking fantastic for me i mean why not make a back uh like a uh, a Oh, like a side deal or a um, byproduct of the movie is a TV show. They're doing it everywhere these days. They're doing sequels as a byproduct of the movie and now they're doing TV shows. And I think it's really cool, especially the way they, they produced and um, made the, the recipes and that come to life. So, um, so yeah, Roy Choi is his man. There is one uh, episode in the TV sh- cooking show that John and Roy do together where they get to sit down with the cast of uh, the Avengers of Marvel. So one's Robert Downey Jr., the other one's Tom Holland, who or Tim no, Tom Holland, who plays Spider-Man, and they, they chat as human beings, you know, like we all are, and that's that's pretty cool for us because you get to see them in their raw, natural nature. So that's um that's pretty exciting. So if you get if you get past the movie, jump onto um the chef show and they're constantly releasing episodes. Uh, there's no crazy thing. Sophia Vergara is Sophia Vergara. Like Ryan Reynolds, doesn't matter what that motherfucker does, he is always going to be a Ryan Reynolds and he can't do a thing to change it. I, I just don't – I don't think he, he has it to do that. And Sophia Vergara is definitely – it's hard to compare the two, obviously, because, you know, they're totally different 
um, classes in my eyes. But Sophia is the same thing. She's always going to be that quirky, sexy Spanish girl and she puts herself into roles where, you know, she plays a, a woman of power and, and whatnot. In this show, her and John have a kid together and that's a beautiful thing because I'm a father as well and resonates with me and you get to watch them do their thing and he's having a bit of hard times because he wasn't able to create the menu that he wanted and spend a lot of time inspiring his, his co-workers and sous chefs and kitchen hands and maitre d's or whatever and he gets shut down of course it all goes pear-shaped when a local blogger i think that's oliver no oliver platt i think is his name uh he's been in several movies i should already know that i apologize it is oliver platt and he's a blogger who just spits out words randomly like a troll or whatever and he shits all over him, which is what they do. You know, They're there to boost you. If you can't handle the criticism, I take this on board too. I, if someone gives me criticism nowadays, I try to take it from both perspectives, myself and the other person. So take it as a life lesson that someone else's perspective may be what you need. It might not be, but just take what you need, move on, so on and so on. But in this movie, John doesn't do that. He's just like, he know he's angry at him for blogging about how shit he is. He calls him out and brings him to the restaurant and says, I'm going to cook you the best shit. And of course, he has to be resorted back to his menu because that's what the owner of the restaurant said to do. So it's now it becomes a pride thing that he said he was going to do something, didn't deliver, and when old mate rocks up and starts paying out on his shit, he attacks him like hardcore. And of course, that fucks him up royally and makes him question everything there is to know about himself, which he's a chef. He is one of the best. He is the best in this movie. He's got a lot of backers, a lot of love, a lot of ambition. So... And he's also got a young son who's screaming for a father figure and, uh, you know, opportunities come up. That's the one thing about life, right? Shit hits you in the face. There's a, there's a strong chance that a door's going to open. Um, you either run with it or you don't. But in this movie, opportunity strikes and he ends up running into Robert Downey Jr., which, <laughs> oh, the guys cracks me up. Oh, man, Robert Downey Jr. has been a, a decent fan of mine for a long time. I know all these movies. And um, in this one, he's just really got – they've written him in. It's kind of Tony Starkish because it's Favreau, right? I mean, Favreau handles the scripts for Marvel and he's written him in as Tony Starkish kind of thing. He's got a connection with his ex-wife, um, Sophia. I probably forgot to mention that it was his ex-wife, but who the fuck cares? You'll figure it out. And he writes him in and – you just got to pay attention to their banter. When he runs into him at Miami uh, after it was set up by his wife, Sophia, that he needs to go down and see him and maybe get back to his roots of cooking. I think John says that earlier on when he has a little bit of a kip or a night kip with uh, Scarlett Johansson, and which is strange but sexy at the same time, right? The chefs, rock stars. And the, if you don't take down the recipes that they use in this movie – don't just do yourself a favor take them down watch the movie but also write them down because that pasta dish he cooks so um scarlett johansson simplistic nice easy robust flavors inside that pasta and by the sounds of it if you do it you will get sex from your partner 
Easy. That's what it says. That's what the movie says. If it happens in the movies, it's got to happen in real life. So I love that part. Anyway, back to it. So Sophia says, go meet my ex-boyfriend and he's going to set you up with a food truck. And that's it. This is where it gets really exciting. Clearly, you know what's happening, but this is back to the roots type stuff. So if you're ever in a job for 20 years, 10 years, whatever, and you find yourself questioning your life and you want to figure out what you're doing, this movie gives you a bit of a, a warm feeling that there's there's a lot of possibilities out there. Obviously, doors open when you do things, but your passion is your passions. Follow your passion and that's it. Dude's a chef, right? Food truck is not a degrading thing. Maybe in the States, over here, it's ballistic, right? You got a food truck, apart from all the local bullshit laws, you can do really well. Um, and so in this movie... You know, he brings his son into it and they have fun and you can see them connecting and it's cool to just listen to John Favreau do his thing. The dude is not boring in any way. He's got a monotone voice kind of thing, but I love it. It just it just screams, do as you're told, this is my movie. If you don't like it, get the fuck on. And that's rings true in this. So as a chef, right? Chefs all like that. They're all like, Yes, sir, just fucking do what you're told. So when his son's sort of in there doing his thing and the truck's getting built you start to really feel a bit of a vibe here like you start getting into it and of course um he um gets in contact with martin who's played by john liguiziamo probably get his name wrong every time don't care deal with it look it up you'll figure it out that dude like i said in john wick and any other movie, Ice Age, all the Ice Age as sloths or the old school Romeo and Juliet as the, I think he's a Capulet, I think it is. This guy just just has to smile and say a couple of words for me to be interested. He is funny as shit. He's Spanish, he's crazy. It's just, it's super cool. Just have a watch. It's just, you won't stop laughing when he jumps on screen. It's <laughs> It just gets me going. So once they get that sorted, it just gives you a whole – unfortunately, they tap in on a little bit of social media type. I can't imagine that they weren't in bed with Twitter at some point for it because of all the posts and Instagram and videos and just flogging off a little bit of new generation tech media in it, and that's fine. They all understand that. It's For us in Australia, it's not that easy to just rock up with a truck and start shell, selling the best shit you've ever got. I mean, there's a lot of red flags, but – Look, you're not supposed to look into it. You're supposed to just basically go, clearly, in real life, John Favreau has a undying love for cooking and he enlists the services of Joe Coy, who of Roy Coy, sorry, who is celebrity chef, awesome, timid, Asian ties, got a really cool, you know, cooking background. And they want to make a movie about a guy who's down on his luck with a with a stale menu and and this is what happens he gets on it but the one thing that didn't account for is the fact that said le- said head chef has a son who was basically going to tear everything apart from the inside out when he built the truck and and spent quality time with him and and you know this is a heartwarming shit now as i mentioned earlier i'm part of the barbecue world you know i'm part of a team that that cooks low and slow pit master if you will um our team's called the flaming mongrels i've got plenty of friends out there that know who the the boys are and it's really cool from our point of view that 
they touch on several different staples in this movie. I'm assuming when I say staples, not staples, or just menus or recipes that you would know, I'm assuming the lava cake or the molten lava cake is one of the things that Americans love. Um, The beignet, which I think is a donut um, or a French donut, which is um, popular at the New Orleans street markets and it's dusted and it's sexy and fucking whatever a cabanos which is um got a crazy pork mojo recipe in it uh mixtures of i'm assuming orange juice pepper onions garlic all this kind of stuff they marinate the pork and the ham they slice it up and put it on this and this and that and you know you'll figure it out when you watch it you'll just want to fucking eat the shit it's crazy as um so they really touch on food and I appreciate that. And then this, the, the, the next part that I really appreciate is when they're looking for inspiration and they go across all their areas and they end up at uh, Austin, Texas, and they run into Aaron Franklin, godfather, the godfather of barbecue. Dude keeps it simple. In this movie, you see it as simply as meat, smokers, rustic living, serve, goodness, that's it. It's just it's pretty simple. And for us as barbecue boys, it's the same thing. For us, we want to turn shit meat into great food using basic cookers that everyone else or smokers that they can use. And in Aaron Flank, Franklin's eyes, is that he owns Franklin Barbecue in Texas, got the big ass smokers in a in a a decent little joint that has a lineup for days. And you buy your meat per the gram or per the pound, whatever, and it's literally pepper, salt, garlic, if you will. That's it. It's juicy and stuff. So they add that into the movie and then they add a little bit of touch where John meets Aaron and Aaron does a bit of acting, slices him a bit of brisket and said, we need to make some sliders, right? They call them Austin's at midnight, which is... (laughs) Obviously, that's written in, so it's pretty fucking cool. But when they do the food truck there, one other thing I've I've seen a couple of times on my man Joe Rogan's podcast is he likes to have singers on. And Gary Clark Jr. Uh, has been on his show a few times with a, a Sarah Santos, I think her name is, or Miss Santos. Those two are ballistic. And in this movie, well, Gary Clark Jr. plays a couple of rounds and I didn't know, but man – it's just when you hear him playing live on the set of Chef while he's serving midnight Austin brisket burgers, in the background you hear it and you, it's just one of those barbecue soul songs that you want to listen to. And it completes the shit out of this movie and I thoroughly enjoyed that. That's just an offshoot. I mean, I only know about him because of Rogan. I mean, I wouldn't oh, – I could probably go through the soundtrack of every movie I ever watched but I – probably won't know who they are but rogan keeps talking to him and loves his sound and and whatnot and i remember him from seeing him doing a little live set there i think it's when the train's coming in is the name of the song either way i guarantee you'll have it on spotify by the time you finish listening to this podcast because i did i listen to it at least once or twice a week it's just mellow soul bluesy kind of stuff and that's it so you know, like most movies, there's a happy ending and um, whatnot. So I don't need to spoil it for you. Just, just, just watch it. 
have a look at the little life battle that he has. I'm sure you all resonate with, with, with what's going down. I know I did because it doesn't matter about chefing or nothing, but it just it's it's just a battle that everyone has trying to figure out what they want to do and where they want to be in life and the things they come across and the opportunities that open up, plus the family members you've got to look after along the way while it being made into a movie will certainly make you feel something. So I highly recommend watching this movie just <laughs> for the pure fact that if you're fucking hungry, then watch it because you you'll want to make some of these dishes or get onto the TV show. Other than that, just watch it because it's John Favreau's freaking work of art and he is freaking got the coolest name in the world. El Yefe or El Yefe spelled E E sorry E L J E F E. And um that's it. So as as always, signing off. Thanks for listening. I'll drop another one in a couple of days. This is um what i do it's chaos movies check you on the next one peeps have a good night catch you later bye